Welcome to the School Leaders Podcast. My name is Dr. Gastrit Harrigan, the podcast for current and emerging school leaders, those who support and supervise them. You will hear from passionate educational leaders who are transforming their schools, communities, and creating positive outcomes for students. I will also share my personal reflections and tips from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and leadership practices. Hello, welcome to the School Leaders Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Gashard Harrigan. Before I get started, I would like to thank all of you for listening and for sharing the podcast. When you share the podcast or an episode, please tag me so I can personally thank you. I would like to thank Rita Wisner on Twitter, Janet Williams, and David Prosper for sharing the podcast and episode. Take a moment right now to subscribe and share this episode. Don't forget to leave a five-star rating and take a moment and leave a comment. Let's get started. In today's episode, I am going to share tips for new assistant principal. If you're a newly appointed assistant principal, congratulations. I am proud of you. Uh, I know you are, go- you are excited and ready uh, to come alongside your principal to turn your school around or to simply scale things up and make the school better. As you start your first year, or maybe you're a veteran assistant principal and you're new to a new building, uh, I would like you to consider these tips to help you have a better year. Let me just share a little bit about myself and my own personal story as assistant principal. I remember my first year as a new assistant principal. Uh, it happened that I became assistant principal at a school where a lot of the uh, we had a lot of veteran staff. Uh, in fact, some of those staff uh, could be my parents. And what I mean by that is that uh, and some of those teachers and support staff were actually my teachers and staff at my old high school where I graduated. So some of them remembered me and knew me. And some of them felt that, you know, based on my age, I was not qualified to be their boss or to be their supervisor. In fact, uh, some of them made it known to my principal. So uh, I'm, some of the things I'm going to share are some of the lessons and some of the strategies that I implement to gain their trust and buy-in uh, while I work alongside my principal uh, in leading our school in being the top school in the in our category in the Tri-County area at the time. We became a model alternative school for our state. So those are some of the tips I am going to uh, share that aid and, and, and that I use uh, to help me become a more effective uh, assistant principal. Tip number one, be you. Be authentic. Be yourself. You are hired because of your unique talents, your abilities, and leadership. You are hired because of who you are and what you bring to the table. The most important thing about leadership is being you. Teachers would rather follow an authentic leader than someone who is fake and not themselves. Definitely learn from your boss. Learn from other leaders in the building or in your district, but but always remember to be real, to be authentic, and to be you. Again, teachers, staff, parents, and students will appreciate and value more when you are real, when you are authentic, and when you are yourself. Tip number two, build trusting relationship. You'll often hear me say relationship are the grease that keeps schools moving toward excellence. 
So it is very important as a new assistant principal or new to your building that you take time to build trusting relationships with teachers, with staff. You need to take the time to really get to know uh, the teachers and the staff in the building, especially the ones that are directly supervised that you are directly supervising. Especially if you're at the secondary level, often at the secondary level, or at large elementary schools, you may have more than one assistant principal, so you, everybody may not directly report to you. So it is very important you take time to get to know them, get to know their dreams and goal, get to know uh, and find out ways uh, the support that they need and ways you can actually support them and connect and forge those trusting relationship that you are going to leverage that you are going to use to really uh, help you in your work and it goes without saying that you should also uh, build relationship trusting relationship with your principal yes he or she hired you take the time to get to know them take the time to get to know their vision their dreams their goals for that school and come alongside of them to help them accomplish that it is very important that you again build that relationship with your building principal and you learn to manage up tip number three understand your role uh, it goes with the last thing I said, the, the previous tip of managing up and building trusting relationship with your principal. You need to understand your role. To do so, you need to spend time to, with your principal, understanding his or her expectation. Each assistant principalship carries a different sets of expectations and challenges. And oftentimes, especially if you are new to a building, but you're a veteran uh, assistant principal, you may think the expectation from your old boss is the same expectation for, uh, that your new boss have of you. It's very important uh, that you take time to really understand your role. One of the common number one uh, thing about understanding your role as an assistant principal is that you are there to support the principal. You are there to support his or her vision. Uh, I often say, if you cannot work for your principal, if you cannot support their vision, you are in the wrong school and under the wrong leadership. So until you leave, you need to support them. So it's very important that you understand part of your role is to support your principal, support, support his or her uh, initiatives. Again, if he or she's being uh, unethical, I'm not telling you to do anything unethical, but it's very important that you understand you're there to support your principal's vision, their dreams, their initiative, and, and where they are trying to take the school. One of the most important practice that I used to do uh, every single year when I was an assistant principal, I happened to be an assistant principal in three different schools, three different levels. Um, so it gave me a unique opportunity. Every, every, almost every three years, not by design, I was in a different building. I started out at the secondary level, went to middle school, and then I ended up uh, elementary before I became uh, an assistant principal. So I've worked at all the levels. Um, and that gives me a unique uh, understanding of the role of an assistant principal at each level. But uh, this was one of my practice that um, normally when we return back from the summer and we return back in the building, I would take the time, set up a time to meet with my principal before teachers come in the building, uh, right after I come from vacation, um, just to over the summer, just to take some time to, to, to speak to him or her, get to know uh, what is his or her goals or focus area for that specific year. And I wanted to take that, that time also to, to, to ensure that I have a deeper understanding of, uh, of my principal's expectation for me. How did I do last year? What is it that they would like me to do this upcoming year? What are areas they think I can continue to grow in to become a better assistant principal? And, and also my goal was to become a principal eventually. What are the things that I needed to do 
to become um, uh, to be to be prepared and ready for the principalship level. Even if you don't have no plans of becoming a principal, you still need to take time to get feedback from them. Summertime, right before school starts, is the best time, uh, is because there's the, the, you don't have a lot of teachers in the building. The kids have not arrived yet. It really gives you time to have a real dialogue conversation um, that, that to help you grow, to help you focus on areas. And also, that's the time I, I encourage you to share your dreams and your goal, an area you would like to improve in in the upcoming school year. So I, I also, they can support you uh, or give you the, the assignments, the, the, the initiatives that will help you grow in specific area. The second practice that I had and, and to help me understand my role is mid-year in the school year, I would set up a time with my principal and get feedback. I didn't wait till, till it was time to provide me feedback. Middle of the school year, uh, typically around December, January, uh, I would set some time to, to really get some feedback uh, from my principal because I wanted to grow. And, and the, the, the idea was, how am I doing so far? What adjustments I needed to make? Because I, I, what I was looking for is clear, consistent feedback on how I was performing uh, on, on the areas of my responsibility. And specifically, what are the action steps I can take to move and grow as a school leader? Tip number four, ask lots of questions. When you are new to a building or new as an assistant principal, you need to take time to ask questions. Do not assume anything. Uh, Ask why things are the way they are. As an assistant principal, one of the best things you can do is listen. Let me say this again. You need to hear this. As an assistant principal, one of the best things you can learn to do is to listen. The building is full of experts. Engage their knowledge and ask questions. This allows you to get to know um, why things are the way they are, why certain tra- tradition exists, why uh, why is it that we do things the way you, we do. So, so go around, ask lots of questions, listen, and learn. Tip number five, take care of your teachers. Find out what your teachers need and help them get it. If they need instructional support, make sure your school-based instructional coaches or even district coaches support them, support your teachers. If they need support around student behavior, if they write a referral, make sure you address that referral or address that concern on a timely manner. If they are concerned with students, help help their teachers reach out to parents, help them set up parent conferences. You may have support staff that, that, that have that role, but make sure it happens. Your job is to ensure that you are supporting uh, your teachers. Teachers do not always want you to have a solution. Sometimes they just want to be heard. When they come to you and they are frustrated, help intervene, but ask them, what is it that they really want for the outcome? Lastly, uh, I'm a strong believer in feeding my teachers and feeding my people. You will always hear me say, if you do not feed the teachers, they will eat the kids. So for me, as an assistant, assistant principal, especially when I was at the middle grade level, I used to feed my teachers every single quarter during teacher planning day. It was not money out of the bu- out of the school budget. It was money out of my pocket. Some of you may or may not be able to do it, but for me... Uh, I took the time, uh, specifically the teachers that I supervise. Yes, we would have meetings during teacher planning day, but I made sure to feed them. And it was my way of saying thank you. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your dedication. I see you. I appreciate the work that you are doing. I appreciate your support. Tip number six, make decisions with students in mind. Now, 
This is a hard one because so many times, you know, I want to make the best decisions for teachers. I want to make the best decision that fits the schedule. While in reality, as we make decisions as school leaders, as assistant principals, we need to make sure they are in the best interest of kids. And I often will say to my staff, you know, if my son, Dylan, was in your classroom, would, decision, would this decision be the best decision? So make decision as if your kids were going to benefit from it. And if it's, not good for you, if it's not good for your kids, then it's not good for anybody's children. So in every decision you make, make sure you make it with students in mind. Tip number seven, know and follow your school and district policies. Well, as a new assistant principal, you are not expected to know all the policies, but you're expected to, uh, before you make major decisions, that you ask questions and you find out what the policies and procedures are for your school and definitely for your district. So you need to know the, the policies around student discipline and behavior, uh, around social media, uh, the, you know, know the policy around transportation. The main point here is to get to know your district, your school uh, policies and procedures that impact your day-to-day -day work. Tip number eight, communicate often and with purpose. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You know, you got to find the balance between, between you know, what should you communicate uh, in, uh, in, in an email, uh, what you should communicate in a meeting, what, what things you should address individually. But the key thing is, as you're trying to navigate that balance, is that when you do communicate, you, you communicate clearly with purpose to ensure that uh, you are getting your expectation, you are getting uh, your expectation across, whether it is to teachers, to students, to parents. It's very important that you communicate and you communicate with, um, with, with purpose. Effective communication requires identifying the purpose and ensuring that the message meet the needs of the intended outcome. So that includes also sending out emails. You know, whether it's emails reminding teachers and staff to complete specific tasks, whether or not you are following through on specific reminders, just make sure that, you know, you're not sending reminders to, to people who shouldn't be getting those reminders. Uh, but you want to communicate, but communicate to the attended audience. Uh, that's very important. Tip number nine, have a meeting agenda, have a meeting agenda and value teachers' time. When, when you're having meetings uh, with teachers and staff, be sure to have an agenda. You do not want to waste teachers and staff time. Start the meeting on time and, and really just share the critical information. Teachers and staff are pressed for time. Do not waste their time by, by having a meeting just to have a meeting. Make sure that the meeting has a purpose and that you're addressing specific areas, specific concern. No one, including yourself, want to attend a meeting just to attend a meeting. So when you're having a meeting, have an agenda and value and respect teachers' time. Tip number 10, organize your priorities and work. The role of the assistant principal comes with many responsibilities. Managing those responsibilities oftentimes can be daunting, difficult, especially when you have things popping up all the time, especially student discipline can take a lot and a large portion of your time. So it is very important that you prioritize your day, you prioritize your calendar. It is important that you prioritize uh, your day every day. Consider those things that are the most important for you and list them in order on your to-do list. As you complete them, mark them off. Make sure, you know, you keep your non-negotiables at the top. For me, I have a uh, color-coded, I, I, co I color-code my calendar. 
on my calendar items that are in red or considered deadline. Those are all deadlines and I need to get them done. I need to get them done ASAP for that specific day or that week. Items that are in yellow for me in my calendar are untouchable times that I must get done that specific day. Um, these, uh, these things in yellow typically also include time I need to be present in the classroom, time I need to be present in the hallway. So I recommend you color code your calendar and you prioritize uh, your to-do list to make sure you, 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 you um, get your work done and you focus on your priorities and your non-negotiables because a discipline, uh, constant interruption by phone calls going to eat up your time and you want to make sure you're always focus each and every day. Tip number 11, get into the classroom. Spend a great, a great deal of time in the classroom. Also, don't just go in when you're evaluating teachers. Spend non-evaluative time in the classroom. What do I mean by that? The evaluation process can be very threatened for teachers, right? And they make sure to come in, usually with a with a computer or or tablet, and they are in the teacher's mind. Hey, that this administrator is taking note, picking apart my uh, my my lesson, uh, picking apart what I'm doing right, doing wrong. So it, it could be very daunting. Take time to just go in into classroom to observe w- without necessarily being it. uh, evaluative. Yes, you could provide feedback, but everything doesn't have to necessarily count toward their points based on your district. Take time to visit classroom, not only when you're evaluating teachers, but take time to go in and 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 for go in for student presentations, uh, student projects. Uh, when students are showcasing their work, teachers are working on the specific project. Just go in to observe and support to to show. It's also a way of showing uh, that you value the work uh, that teachers are doing. Now, uh, while I say don't you know don't go in and and let your evaluation be non evaluative. Also visit those classrooms or periods where teachers are struggling. Let's say you notice that fifth block, third block, that there's a lot of referrals. Go in those periods, go in those classes to see what's going on. Because by you being there, you could see whether it is uh, the teacher needs specific feedback. Maybe then, you know, you have the coaches, depending on your school or district, you you provide them with the support that they need in that specific period, in that specific block. It may just be a difficult block that that teacher need support, or maybe it may need a a schedule change because that block, the teacher maybe have 30, 40 kids, and it's just a tough block. But if you're not visiting the classroom, you, you would know what's going on. On. Now, oftentimes we visit the teachers who are struggling. Do not forget to visit your best teachers. Visit their classroom and capture exemplary instructions that are taking place in those specific classrooms. Why? Because you're going to use their expertise to do teacher-led professional development. Or when it's time for sharing of best practices, you can really uh, use your best teachers to, to, to lead, to showcase, to help other teachers that are struggling. How can you help the school move forward as an assistant principal if you do not see firsthand what is taking place in the classroom? So take time to visit the classroom. Tip number 12, own your growth. Oftentimes, assistant principal do not take the time to own their growth. You need to take ownership of your professional development. Yes, your district may have specific courses, specific um, things that you have to go through your first two, your first year, or maybe your first two years. But don't just stop there. There may be variety of professional learning opportunities available to you. One of the things that often, as assistant principals, uh, assistant principals overlook is your principal in the building. 
right? Take time to ask your principal, ask them, hey, I would like to observe you doing specific tasks, right, that are not assigned to you that you like to learn and grow from. So your principal really is, it should be your first first person you should really tap into and learn from them. Watch them as they facilitate maybe difficult discussions. Watch them how they address, you know, parent concerns, staff concerns that are major and how do they go about uh, addressing them following district policy. Those are some of the best way to learn. During budget season, ask your principal to, to, to let you review the budget with them and discuss how he or she, you know, uh, set his or her priorities and, and set uh, and allocate the budget budget based on those uh, priorities. Now, outside of your building, look uh, toward your district. Oftentimes, your district may have a lot of PDs that you overlook. Take time to to um, to avail yourself to those district PDs. Now, once you take advantage of your district PDs, uh, avail yourself to national conferences. Remember that iron sharpens iron. Take time to learn from leading voices in our educational leadership sector. Participate on chat on Twitter to connect, to lead a book study, to develop a cohort of colleagues with whom you can reflect and grow with. Consider listening to podcasts like this one you're listening to. Subscribe to the podcast, to this podcast, and turn in every other week for, for leadership nuggets, ideas to help you grow in your leadership. The ceiling for your own professional growth is in your hand. You need to take the initiative to really make it what you want from it. I have a personal growth plan. I recommend every leader, especially every assistant principal, develop their personal growth plan with goals for each school year. Develop a a plan for meeting action step, for meeting those specific goals. And I would also encourage you, whether it's in your building, whether it is other colleagues in the district, or whether it's a friend or family member, have someone to hold you accountable to reaching those specific goals. Tip number three, find balance. Take time for yourself and for your family. When I was an assistant principal, especially at the middle grade level, I really struggled with this. There were several times I would be in the building and the custodial staff would turn off the light on me. They didn't know I was in the building. I was in my office working late and it was time for them to go home. It was 10, 10, 30 at night and I would still be in the building trying to get work done. At times, if my principal knew I was in the building, she would call me and say, listen, you need to go home. Stop. The work will be there for you the next day. Go home. So needless to say, I spent a lot of time uh, in the school building my first early years. My personal relationships suffer greatly. Even my health suffer greatly. So I know uh, as a assistant principal, it, it, it is a, a, a tough job. Being a school leader is difficult. The hours uh, can be long and 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 oftentimes you have a lot of burden, a lot of work on your shoulder. But you need to remember that if you do not take care of yourself, you cannot take care of other people. Again, if you do not take care of yourself, you cannot take care of other people. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So take time to uh, rejuvenate, take time, learn, set up a time when when that time comes, you shut down and you go home. One of the benefits of coming out of the pandemic is that many of us have learned the importance of self-care. Being an effective assistant principal requires finding a balance between the responsibility of the position and the responsibility to yourself. So it is important to leave the building at a reasonable time 
Go home and spend time with your kids and put your kids to bed. It should be that your child or your children see you at night before they go to bed. Um, you may have a, a, a late night because of a game, because of a specific activity, but somewhere in that week, three out of five days, you should go home early and put your kids to bed. Take time to go to your, if you have kids who are uh, in sports, who are in activity, make time to go to their games, make time to go to their activity. Take time to breathe. Take time to refocus. Take time to rejuvenate. Take, take, take and make time for yourself, for your family, and for your kids. It's very important that you make time for yourself, that you find balance for this work. There you have it, folks. I hope you were able uh, to take away at least one nugget to improve your first year as a new assistant principal or as a new leader. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today. Please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and a comment, share this episode with a friend and on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for leadership ideas and tips. Again, thank you for joining me today. Until next time.